0: I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine. Hi, I'm Dr. Renee Hubka. And I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And this is our first time having a guest on our
1: podcast. I'm so excited! (laughs)
0: We're so excited! And we are having one of our dearest friends and colleagues on today, Miss Claire Gallagher, the body is. Hi,
1: Hi Claire. Hi.
0: Hi. We are so happy to have you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know Claire, she is known as the body astrologer on Instagram and on social media and her career and her profession, and she is a medical astrologer who specializes in fitness and nutrition, and I also went to medical school with her and we studied Chinese medicine together, so we're very de-
1: dear friends, mm-hmm. and she's here today. Yeah, with a seriously awesome set of skills, Yeah. Renee. I'm so excited. <laughs> you Claire my woo side is going nuts right now yeah we're yes. yeah. yeah so I, we want to hear your story like what brought you to such an interesting I it, I don't know if it even started as a hobby and now it's become something that you're passionate about we'd love yeah. to hear about it
2: yeah it's totally a weird field right like I, I've never really met a medical astrologer in my real life <laughs> so um yeah so my own story, like Renee, was with me in the thick of it, like when I was really, really sick and during my healing journey. And so she knows a lot of this story. But for those of you who don't, um, I suffered with some really like mysterious, unnamable, misdiagnosed, strange illnesses that were probably a combination of Lyme and co-infections, and uh, they just flew under the radar for a really long time. And I would go Go ahead and say, you know, compound that with severe trauma and all of the things that that does to the body. I just was really not functioning for many years, and I went to NCNM kind of as a way to uh, start over. You know, I think a lot of our healing journeys begin with something not going quite smoothly in our own bodies, and so I'm just like everybody else in that way, kind of uh, diving into the healing field to kind of help myself, and. Um, you know, I progressively got better and better and better. And one day it actually happened at school. You guys, um, I went to the bathroom in between classes and there was this random medical astrology flyer in the bathroom and there was a conference. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was so random. And you like, Renee knows, but like I grew up in a very conservative household, like evangelical Christian household in the South. And so um, astrology was never on my radar because it's the devil. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> But when I saw this freaking flyer, I was like, this is it. This is my thing. I'm going to this. I had no idea. Nothing. Like, And I yeah. showed up and it was as if I knew it all along. It just was kind of a soul language that I already carried. And so... From that point on, uh, honestly, and I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but it's the truth, like Chinese medicine kind of took a backseat and I dove deep into studying medical astrology as I was finishing up my uh, master's degrees. So that's the first, like the basics. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. I think a lot of us come into these alternative professions with mm-hmm. that kind of a story where like just it like it punched us in a, in the face. yeah, yeah. it will, that this is our destiny, and this is this is really what we are meant to do. Yeah, I have bumps right now, so Claire. do I I'm chilled <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it totally
0: is your soul language. I mean, just to you know, because you and I are such dear friends and you know we we talk as friends but then we also talk you know and you're so much my teacher in so many ways mm. It's this language of yours and I learned so much from you on a daily and weekly basis in the world of medical astrology so oh my gosh it's so,
1: that's it's so, so sweet it's so true you're
0: incredible so okay so you went to this seminar yeah and then you, this is the thing and then you started studying medical astrology while you were getting Two degrees at NCNM. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: I'm already like classic Virgo. Um, Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, my life just completely went upside down. I need to know everything about this yesterday. So being the little student that I was, I got – I started studying astrology at a school because Portland is so – it's so well-versed in so many things. There's so many opportunities to study weird stuff. (laughs) Um, There was a school there. So I got plugged into that community. And then I also um, hired a private teacher who specialized in medical astrology. And then I started practicing on my patients as a student doctor in the clinic. So that's where I actually really got good at it was um, observing real patients in real time and also observing my own illness and how it waxed and waned and increased and decreased with transits um, in my own body.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. I think this is so cool. I mean Dr. Dr. Renee and I have talked a little bit about this along the way because we use seed cycling around the moon cycle a lot right. and it works, you know and I know that you have a, a special, affinity for using the moon cycle too. I mean, I just kind of curious, Claire, like how, how did this evolve for you? Like, how did you start putting it together and what did you see and how do you use that?
2: Yeah, I kind of, um, I needed to create a toolkit for myself to get well. And so that's what I was doing. And so it's flowered into a career, but at first it was research to just become a functioning human being again. And, uh, I was in, I had been in the fitness, uh, world for so long. It was my side gig as a student. I was a personal trainer before I would come into school. And, um, that's kind of where I started applying at first was how can I, like, I am beating myself up in the gym. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. I'm not seeing results. And that is where I first started applying the lunar cycle was to, uh, strength programs. On myself and on my clients. Um, So really, the application was kind of out of desperation to, to feel better in my body. And it worked. So I just was like, hmm, let's keep going with this. Let's keep developing and testing this.
0: Wow. So being in school was really created this huge foundation of healing for you. But then it also created this like Blossoming for you in the realm of astrology, and then using it to help people with their illnesses, and then also helping strengthen them and getting them to a place of health with the fitness piece.
2: Yeah, it was very multifaceted, and at times that was super overwhelming, but you know, I'm kind of at in business, my little business. I'm kind of at year five in, in business, and I'm finally starting to feel like, oh, I can put all these pieces together now. It's, it's starting to, to become smoother. But um, yeah, th- sometimes I, if I'm hard on myself, I'm like, oh my God, why did I spend six years at NUNM? And I'm not, even, like, I'm not even practicing acupuncture. And I have this license that took me forever to get. But I would not be the astrologer that I am had I not gone to that school. I think uh, knowing the elemental uh, language and depth that Chinese medicine gives us sets me very much apart from any other astrological practitioner. So I'm super grateful for that opportunity, even though sometimes I beat myself up about it.
0: No, I mean, I totally get that, but I couldn't agree more with the way that you use, you know, the five elements and the organs with that Chinese medicine, that deep foundation and that type of medicine to help give your astrology practice, you know, deeper meaning. It makes so much sense to me. When we talk about it as friends and colleagues, I'm just like, you make it so much more tangible and so much more easy to right. understand with that knowledge base for yeah. even like people that don't or don't have degrees in this field um
2: i think my mission like unspoken mission is to make astrology embodied and um usable it's so not u- unusable for so many people because it's it's given in this really flowery, esoteric language that not a lot of people resonate with. Like I personally, even though I'm a woo, I don't resonate with that language. <laughs> so uh, making it very body centric and tangible and uh, giving people action steps and attaching body systems and organs to astrology makes it really practical. And that's what I love so much about my practice. Yeah. I
0: think that's so beautifully said Um because the feeling and – I mean, the knowing part of the astrology piece, like knowing astrology and understanding it is huge, but being able to embody it and feel it is right. so different. It's, yeah. it's the next level of understanding,
2: I yeah. think. Yeah. And it's it so empowering because everybody can feel it. It's not like just a special group of people that have that access. We can all feel it. We just need a few basic nuts and bolts. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah.
0: And so how, how you know, fast forward to now, you know, in mm-hmm. school or, you know, really struggling health-wise, like fast forward to now, How how are you feeling? How are you using astrology on a daily and weekly basis to continue to support your
2: wellness. Yeah. Well, I'm like a different person and I know you can attest to that personally. <laughs> um yeah, I am I am leaps and bounds ahead of where I was before. Like I wouldn't consider myself chronically ill anymore. That was a label that I used to hold on to really tightly um for some reason. I felt protected by that label, but now um I'm vibrant, I'm healthy. I have lots of energy. Of course, there's things that are lingering, but they they really don't define me in any way. And my astrological practice these days, really, I, I try to keep it simple. It can get really complex if, it, if, if I want to. Um, but I just allow it to inform me days where I have more capacity to do more stuff and days where I probably just don't have that much capacity. And so I just honor that. And it's really easy, you know, when you have that outside information reaffirming what you already know in your body, it's really easy to follow your body's wisdom. So I think my favorite way to use astrology is to teach people how to not only listen to their body's wisdom, but in a way, give them more permission to follow what they already know. And astrology does a really great job of that.
0: I'm bowing down to you. Yeah. (laughs) that, That, what you just said there, like letting your body be and letting your body, listening to your body's wisdom. Oh,
1: girlfriend. It explains so much of why people might say, you know, like, I don't, like, for instance, patients come in and talk to us all the time, but like, you know, one day I feel so great and I want to exercise and and lift weights. And and like, maybe the next day I feel like I just can't do it. And I don't understand, Dr. Bader, because nothing else has changed. And Mm -hmm. what I hear you saying, Claire, is they're just ebbs and flows in terms of like, whatever's going on for them astrologically that set them up that day for mm-hmm. what's appropriate for them that day. Absolutely. and Maybe
2: it's-, it's dosing. It's all dosing. And that's what astrology does for us is it just turns, it tells us when to increase the dose and decrease the dose of whatever it is we're applying to our body, whether it's uh, food, exercise, social engagements,
1: etc. cetera. Totally. That's mm. so fascinating. I'm so... I'm so geeking out on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you give us like a tip or something like for our listeners, like, you know, like for instance, the full moon, <laughs> like, yeah. Does that, is there any kind of universal tip when there's a full moon or a new moon or something for mm-hmm. people that maybe they can start using?
2: Yeah. Why don't we just go through a basic lunar cycle for an example? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Yeah um okay oh what
1: i said do it do
2: it i'm going yes queen okay so and no one should feel bad about not knowing what the lunar cycle is like because i swear to god i thought the moon was always full (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) so if this is new to you i feel you it's totally okay um so we start a lunar month With the new moon, and the moon is actually not visible. We can't see it when the moon is new, just for a few days. And so, during this week period, each phase, you know, kind of lasts about a week, give or take some. Um, The very beginning of the new moon is our weakest uh, I don't want to say weak, but our body fluids and our our yang and our body's heat and chi is lowest at this point in the cycle. And so, we have to trust that the moon will become visible again in just a few days and our body's energy in just a few days will also become visible again. So at the very beginning of this week, I always encourage rest and relaxation, um, almost doing as little as possible. This is as equivalent to uh, the very beginning of the period, like menses. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as the week progresses, progresses, we start to reemerge and reenter into the world. But we want to do it in a way where we still have a nice little cushion around us, a little energetic buffer. So this might mean as far as like um, strength and exercise goes, I might, I'm going to exercise because it's my profession, but I'm going to do it in a way where my heart rate doesn't get super elevated. I'm certainly not going to do intervals. I'm going to do things that are basic and easy and don't take a huge amount of brain power. Does that make sense? Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Like when you're bleeding, yeah. your energy is usually <clears throat> so you want to honor that and listen to that and move slowly, mm-hmm. you know, not exert a ton of energy. So that makes yeah. sense.
2: And like I'll incorporate a lot more fluid motion into my weights. So that might be incorporating um, some type of yogic sort of flow in between uh, sets of squats or whatever. So um, I just add a lot more recovery sort of movement that's going to create more mobility in the body and ease me back into the cycle. I'm definitely not going to work at a high capacity for sure. Um, that's great but still move, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but after the first or second day of my period, I really feel like I need to move some stagnant energy through my body. And it's like that, whether you are a menstruating person or not, you can feel that as the new moon cycles through. And so I always encourage people to continue moving, continue living, but make sure you're doing at a, a moderate pace for sure. That's great. The next phase of the cycle is the first quarter moon, and this is when, or it's called a half moon. So at least in this hemisphere, the rhyme that I was taught that makes it easy to identify it in the sky is bright on the right, getting light. So if you look up and the moon is bright on the right side, that means it's waxing or getting fuller and cute little rhyme that helped me a lot. So during this phase, I feel like the body's chi and yang and fluids and energy are finally at its baseline. So it's not at its peak, it's at its baseline. And so this is when we can do a lot of our um, grunt work. I wouldn't say the highest capacity work, but like getting back into your regular routine for sure. Um, in terms of like the gym, this is when I'll start sprinkling in one or two higher cardiovascular sessions. But again, I'm focusing on waxing, which is building strength, uh, building capacity. And this goes for social stuff too, and work stuff too. You're going to start adding a little bit more density to your schedule, if that makes sense. This is the, the fire part of the cycle. Um, so you kind of have like more room to exert yourself, if that makes sense. And as that week goes on, you have more and more and more fire that needs to burn off because the moon will eventually peak at the end of that week as the full moon. You right. guys still with me? Oh
0: my gosh! Oh, yeah, <laughs> the- yeah, absolutely. And it makes so much sense too, because I mean, I, we know, and our listeners know too, like, it's okay if your menstrual cycle is not with the moon cycle. Oh my so God. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you, my, my cycle changes all the time. I mean, sometimes I'll be with the moon. Sometimes I'll be bleeding with the cold. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're, you're not healthier or not healthier because of it. So exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, and so what Claire's talking about is is an example or a metaphor for how, it, how our menstrual cycles are. So when we're approaching the full moon, we're approaching, quote unquote, ovulation or in theory or that energy of ovulation. Right. So that's oftentimes when people's libidos are higher or they have more energy or fire and mm-hmm. more people want to, you know, procreate around right. that time of a woman's menstrual cycle. Yeah. Let
1: me ask a quick clarifying question because I, I, I have this question. I know other people well so like the energy that we feel as as women around our menstrual cycle and the ebbs and flows of the energy with that and then you have the moon doing its thing kind of pulling on you and influencing yeah. you do you think claire takes more precedence over how you're going to feel that i'm day? so you glad think- you asked that question <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. i love that professional is. <laughs> so uh-
2: When I get this question, and I I get it a lot, um, I always say if you, especially at reproductive age, like if you are menstruating, in my opinion, even as an astrologer, there is no other cycle that's going to take more precedence than the menstrual cycle in how your energy is going to wax and wane throughout the month. So that goes first for me. And then let, so my, my cycle is not synced up with the moon. I bleed at weird times and I I know that's totally fine. So what the moon cycle does do for me is it gives me a little secondary lens to look at because there are always abnormalities within the cycle, right? Those little abnormalities are usually explained by something going on in the astrosphere or in the lunar cycle. So it just gives you more information. Um, but I Mm -hmm. always default back to the menstrual cycle and I'd say, Um, If someone's cycle is super irregular or they're not a menstruating person, then I might rely on the lunar cycle a little bit more for regulating in a therapeutic context. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. That's great. Yep. Okay. So where were we? Full moon. Okay. We
1: (laughs) are
0: approaching the full moon. So back to that. We're getting. Okay. So the fire's building and building and you feel like you need burn off that excess fire
2: approaching the full moon. Yeah. And you know, uh, what used to confuse me a lot is like the full moon's actually earth. It's not fire. <laughs> and I yeah. used to be like, what? I mean, it's the peak of fire. But as soon as that moment of fullness dissipates, it is earth time. And uh, the wow. beginning of the waning cycle starts. Now and this ready? is what? Bader's act-
0: Vader's asking, is this a Chinese medicine analogy?
2: Uh, It could be. This earth does equate to Chinese medicine earth, but I'm talking from, um, so Western astrology also works in elements. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of both. Um, So this is why the full moon, like in, um, you know, Wu culture is associated with manifestation um, because... The full moon shines its light and illuminates things. So uh, things appear, things become full, things become manifest, aka earth, we can touch it, we can build from it, etc. So at the beginning of this week, I would still, at least from my fitness perspective, I'm going to maintain a high intensity. But as the week drops off, I have to hold space for this thing. (laughs) call it a full moon hangover that I think a lot of people, uh, experience. And also yeah. if we want yeah. to equate it to menses, like, uh, not a lot of people feel awesome at ovulation. I'm one of those people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have to keep that in, in account. And so as the moon begins to wane, uh, we start backing down a little bit, but I also want to remind people that, uh, keep moving, like be consistent in your movement. You just change the prescription. So you're not going to be like doing a hit circuit, but you're still going to be consistently exercising. Otherwise you're going to create stagnation. That's what earth does. And then we're going to feel all kinds of other problems. Am I making sense or getting too? 100%. <laughs> no,
0: we're like, we're just absorbing and
2: listening intently. So this is great. Cool. Questions about the yeah. full moon, like early wa- waning phase? or that makes sense?
0: Good? No, that makes total sense. I think I did have something to say and it's gone. Oh. <laughs> oh. Back. It really wasn't that important. Um. Oh, I think it was kind of about um ovulation and full moon, just like my thoughts and yeah, I love your thoughts. Yeah, please
2: tell me. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like well, I'm, I guess I'll talk about the new moon for a second. I feel with like with the new moon energy, like we just had a new moon, I always feel like right before a new moon, maybe some old stuff within myself that needs to clear, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, old or ancestral patterns that I'm kind of working through, they kind of come up. And then once the, like a day after the full moon's over, I feel like it's cleared. And is that,
2: comment are you talking about the full moon because the first sentence you said new moon i just want to make sure i'm following new moon new moon new moon moon? okay so the first few days you feel kind of bogged down with stuff stuff needs to clear and then a couple days after the new moon you feel you feel clear really good Yeah. yeah yeah to me like remember when we talked about the new moon you can't see it it's invisible Yes. Yeah, and then 3 days later the crescent appears. To me yes. that is that's it. That's it. It's there like um I don't know uh, technically the new moon phase is equated with air, which is a young element which is very lively, very mental, but at the very beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the very beginning it's uh Yin in body, but yang in spirit, if that makes sense. So uh, there's a lot of processing going on in the spirit and in the mental body, but the physical body is not ready to move through until that waxing crescent appears in the sky. And that'll appear about day three. So it sounds to me like you're just straight up aligned, girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: duh yeah. like
0: <laughs> obviously aligned. Oh my god. Thank you for that It made sense. <clears throat> This is a question I've never asked you. Yeah. Um. Do you feel any changes,
1: Amy, with like well, the new and I just kind of looking at the moon calendars we're talking and yes, like we did just have a new moon mm-hmm. and I kind of sequestered myself. Good. And a lot of my fireplace, kind of connecting with my daughter and didn't feel like going out and doing much. Yeah. And go. and and my problem is, and you'll probably tell me this is my problem when you tell me all about myself in a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, I should be doing something. I have work yes. to do. I should nice. be filling out my new, you know, retirement. Like, ah. yeah. Right. And that's the part I need to stop. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, that's the permission. That's the permission that it really gives us. I need it. I need more help allowing myself to rest. I'm just one of those people, and so the moon gives me a little bit more help.
0: I so agree, and. I haven't really shared a lot about this recently, but um, I've developed a really close relationship to spirit mm-hmm. and the spirit world in the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I talk to my guides often and it's just a new part of myself mm-hmm. that has been the fruition. And it's been such a beautiful gift. And whenever I check in, they they'll be when they really want me to get a message it's a one it's one word and the word that keeps coming up is rest before I can even finish the question they'll just say rest like I need to rest I need to rest and I think it's really and also we're transitioning to fall I mean it's like very much fall here I know you and I talked the other day and it's almost pretty much fall where you are too you had a nice it's
2: done yeah we're we're in fall (laughs)
0: Grandma, okay, we're all in fall, so it makes sense to you know turn from the outward to the inward yeah. and rest, in your, like sit by your fireplace and be with your daughter and not worry about all the have to's. That's cool because that was
1: it, was awesome. Awesome, I loved it. That's yeah, great, I loved it. That's so good. Awesome, that's awesome.
2: Okay. Cool. So, so did we go through the cycle?
1: Uh, We have one
2: more, like we kind of, you know, we kind of just did the last quarter phase because it's that magic time right before the new moon and it's equated with the water phase. Um, And it really is about connecting more with the emotional body, the spiritual body. It's about peeling back and going deep and Also making sure, and this is a little bit woo, but making sure your water is running clear and is not being blocked in any way. Um, So a lot of that is removing impurities, removing toxins. And I'm speaking symbolically, uh, but Mm. this is going to allow the last quarter phase uh, feel you know, it can feel really dramatically down for a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be like that. If you take care of yourself through the whole cycle, you're not going to feel those massive emotional extremes during these more intense phases like
1: the dark Mm -hmm. moon.
2: Yeah.
0: That's so interesting. Um, And I haven't really paid as much attention to that part of the cycle until this past cycle. Like I was, My dream life is pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty bumping. Like Mm -hmm. I dream a lot and often and vividly and they're usually incredibly symbolic. And right around the dark moon, like I was getting all these downloads through my dreams about what I was going to clear Mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. That just makes so much sense because it was a lot of them were water themed dreams. Interesting. and And like Actual water in the dreams, and just all of this really deep stuff that needed, like you know, spiritual or ancestral toxicities that needed to leave my system and my in my force field. So that was really that makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting there. I had a really weird dream last night that had water and air and earth and everything we're talking about. And you know, you no. Know. I'm like, huh? That was a weird dream. Oh my god! A long extended weird dream. That so, makes sense. Well, I think I was I was preparing for talking. But...
2: <laughs> yes, you were psychically preparing.
1: Yeah, we were, we
0: were Obviously, interesting. Oh my god, that makes. I mm-hmm. mean, well, and Claire and I. I mean, we both studied with Dr. Bob Quinn, mm-hmm. one of our mentors in the Chinese medicine side at um, school when we were in medical school, and he did so much dream work, yeah. and he. You know, uses the elements and the Chinese elements, and I'm sure you use that, and then also the astrological elements, too, when you interpret
2: dreams. Yeah. You know, sadly, I don't have a lot of dreams because I'm having a little spot of insomnia lately, (laughs) but if I were were to interpret dreams, hell yeah, I'd use astrology and the planets. It would be super fascinating to do a study on that.
1: I that feel would like, be really
0: interesting oh my really? gosh i would love to have you interpret dreams and be like yeah that's your venus showing up oh that'd be so cool i'm game i'm, I'm down yeah <laughs> okay so we made it we did the lunar Somebody cycle told me
1: once I was like venus really? and i said why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah good <We> did, anchor <laughs> really red that was the end of that conversation that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god
0: tracks right there Yep, that's great um okay so we talked about the lunar cycle and I thank you so much for doing that because I've never heard it in that beautifully you know like that poetically described it was so good Claire
2: oh my god you're so sweet to me
1: (laughs) it was Poetry. It was just beautiful. I love. it. I just liked the fact that it was clear. It was clear. (laughs) I I have a whole new level of understanding that I didn't have before. Well, I'm so glad. think about that a little bit more with my patients, too. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Because I know we, I mean, we do treat, you know, because we do different therapies with homeopathy to help, you know. Mm-hmm. Really encourage like the follicular phase and
1: the, you know, the luteinizing right. phase and all that. But, but even like beyond someone's period, yes. I'm yes. like, you know, oh, we're
2: so beyond. Am. Yeah.
1: You know, clients have really mysterious things going on. Oh, like, yeah. And it's really difficult sometimes to put a pattern to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This might be another level of pattern we could look at sure. that I have never thought about before. And I think that's pretty cool. When- and my people who listen to this podcast are probably already thinking that too. <laughs> hmm a moon calendar out and check off the days that I feel Every really days. great or really bad mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah.
2: yeah. And the next step for them, well, I have two ideas for you guys. Uh, yes. Keep a lunar calendar, a lunar symptom journal is what I like to make my clients do. And on the days they feel particularly off or particularly awesome, we look back and see one, two things, what moon phase was it and what was the sign that the moon was in. And that gives us more information about their body. But from like even a more rudimentary aspects, like if we divide the lunar cycle into the pieces we just did. And so like the new moon week is air. The first quarter moon week is fire. The full moon week is earth. And the last quarter moon week is water. It's more like likely that someone's going to have imbalances in those elements and their corresponding corresponding body systems during those times. And so you'll probably see that in the clinic come up. Um, more people with reproductive stuff during the last quarter moon. More people with anxiety during the new moon. <laughs> like, and also, uh, as you guys know, infectious stuff is going to uh, blossom at the full moon and also a little bit at the new moon, too.
1: Wow. We're Which, having this... We're looking at each other going, whoa! We're, having, we're <laughs> like all these hand signals like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god yes. i wish i was there i wish i was there
0: you're here too but you're, you're you're here um but oh my gosh well oh my gosh okay so i'm gonna use myself as an example because yeah. i know i do have a lot of patients that um get this too so and claire claire's gonna kind of for our listeners claire is going to talk about amy's um birth chart her astrological natal chart and mine as well just <clears throat> really speaking, but I have a lot of air in my chart and I'm very cerebral and I'm in my head all the time. And I'm constantly grounding, 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 trying to integrate myself into the earth. And it's interesting because, um, I, you know, had a normal period and then went on birth control, you know, high school, Mm -hmm. college, and then I got off the pill and lost my period and, you know, had an eating disorder at the time, but I got my period back. Once I got my period back, I started getting middle schmerz, which is pain, ovulation pains. And they've waxed and waned over the last four or five years. But in the past and at times, they can be so painful. And that's earth time, full moon time, you're saying is earth time. So I wonder how that translates into my body, like trying to integrate back into earth, into being, you know, like into like my material physical self instead of my
2: intellectual cerebral self all the time. Really that's a interesting think. way to think of it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what your take? I'm looking, well, I'm kind of going to take it in a totally different direction if that's okay. I'm looking at yeah. your, <laughs> so I have Renee, uh, Dr. Renee's birth chart pulled up. And... Yeah. um. Renee, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but one of the primary things that I like to look at first in a patient's birth chart is their moon and planets that talk to their moon. And so the fancy term for this is aspect. Any other planets that are making an aspect to the moon. And Renee, you have one. um, Your moon is talking to the planet Uranus, which is in terms of like pain, it's going to be... surprising acute spasmodic pain and it's this particular aspect is associated with ovulatory pain which is really interesting to me um so <laughs> 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 right there. yeah yeah oh, wow. so there was probably some type of trigger and when I say trigger I mean like a, a real-time planetary transit that went over that part of your chart and kind of um activated it if you will What does that mean? Um, Well, so I look at the chart like a pathologist. And the truth of the matter is, if all of our planets were exerting their pathologies on our body at one time, we would cease to exist. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Okay, so they're not all active at one time. And you know how we just talked about the moon moving through the sky in real time? Yeah. Well, all the other planets move around the sky in real time too. And we imagine them if the birth chart is a a static picture, a circle, we imagine the planets today moving around your circle in real time. And as they move around your unique circle, they talk to your unique circle in certain ways and activate particular parts of your chart. And that's going to correspond with symptoms, pathology, and also pleasant things in your life for sure.
0: That's great. And that's so helpful for people that probably don't understand, you know, what those terms mean. And I'm looking at my natal chart right now, and I do see Uranus in the yeah talking to each other. I just never looked at it like that.
2: You know, what else is really important for you to understand, you know, the moon, um, for everyone who's newer to astrology is certainly associated with our emotional health, but I like to think of it as, um, the moderator of our energy. So it defines how much or how little we, we have any particular day. And it's also how we take care of ourselves. So how we eat, and this includes our digestion, and how we assimilate nutrients. So people with uh, Uranus uh, talking to their Moon often have a really interesting story of learning how to not um, ignore and forcefully reject their body's needs and signals. So uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go too deep too quickly here. <laughs>
0: You're, I wish you could see my face. That's why Amy was laughing because <laughs> that is something. I am working on all the time and something in the last few months I've really been paying attention to, um, listening and honoring and respecting my body's like physical needs. It's cues. Like I need it, like my bladder's full. I shouldn't finish this email. Yeah. I plan. I should go to the bathroom first.
2: You put the I mean, words like, out of my mouth. That's exactly how I explain it to people with mood weariness. I'm like, okay, when you feel like you need to pee, you've got to pee. When you feel hungry, you need to eat. When you're thirsty, you need to drink. Like it's that basic. Yes,
0: <laughs> And you know, all of our listeners know that I do a lot of trauma work, but oftentimes when you've had childhood trauma, you learn to ignore those cues. And Amy's like nodding her head so big. Yes. Yes. Um, And so I've been doing a lot of, you know, healing in that space for myself, but that's something I'm really working on. It's like, oh my God, Renee, you need to go feed yourself. Like Mm -hmm. now you're going to suffer. My body will
1: tell me. I'm so proud of you. When you came to my house today, you asked for an apple. Yeah, because I was hungry. thank you and i gave it to her and it was so good and we shared it and it was great yes thank you yeah no that's great thank you well i
2: want to blood 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 sugar dysregulation is probably a big part of your life renee like when you yeah when you're hungry blood sugar dysregulation
0: yes i can get um a little hangry exactly (laughs) that's a really
2: perfect example of this aspect too is
0: Apple, and i feel awesome i feel so much better mm-hmm. um okay. oh my gosh thank you for saying that i know we kind of like jumped right in i was like ah
1: i thought um, it was the perfect do, time i don't care <laughs> what else can you say about renee's chart? oh yeah this is fascinating yeah do you want to
0: kind of so listeners lovely people um claire has my birth information and amy's birth information and um Claire wanted you know kind of wanted to share a little bit about how she kind of looks at a birth chart on a very general foundational basis and then how she incorporates that into her medical astrology reading and kind of where to pay attention to
2: Does yeah. that make sense yeah so I hate like when I lose people because astrology is really complicated so let's take it down to the brass tacks, like let's get really basic for a second. Um, When we're looking at an astrology chart from a physical standpoint, there's three major things you want to pay attention to. One is the sun sign. So everybody kind of knows their sun sign. Like I'm an Aquarius or I'm an Aries or whatever. But we all have a moon sign as well, where the moon was when we were born. And we also have this interesting thing called the rising sign. It's also called the ascendant. They're just synonyms. They mean the same thing. And those are kind of like I call them your body astrology triad. When you can buy the combine those planets and where they're located together, they give us a slew of body systems and organs that are just really vital for us to pay attention to for just long term wellness. So, Renee, you're an Aquarius sun, sure? So, yeah, you are. And Aquarius is associated with so many things, like let's just start with like bone level, like ankles and lower legs muscularly. But if we think about what that does, those things pump blood back up to the heart, right? So Aquarius is really... Um, significant player in venous circulation. So Aquarius sons always have to be aware of circulatory health. They often have cold hands and feet. And then on a deeper level, the blood health itself is really, really important. Like, is there enough oxygen specifically in the blood and uh, iron levels and all of that stuff is really important. But Aquarius, and Renee, this is really important for you, also rules the energetic and electrical body. So if we wanted to think of the aura as an actual system, which it is, it belongs to Aquarius. So Aquarian people are kind of like, ooh, we don't think of them as very sensitive, but they are very sensitive. They kind of pick up all sorts of sensory information. They're like walking antennas. Yeah. Yeah. Walking antennas. Yeah.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 100%. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, And then the next piece, so Renee is a double Gemini. So what that means is she has the moon in Gemini and also her rising sign is Gemini. So she has a double dose of Gemini. And uh, Gemini, if you were to just open a book, a medical astrology book, it would be like, it rules the arms. (laughs) And that's true, but what do the hands and fingers do? And also all the extremities, they pick up, pick up sensory information. So it's the peripheral nervous system is Gemini's thing. Also the lungs. Um, So that type of stuff for me, when I see a double Gemini, it's usually like their health story is very centered around um, stress management uh, and nervous system overstimulation is a big one for sure hundred percent yeah that's me (laughs) yeah so from a very basic level that's kind of renee's initial blueprint like if i were to look at this i'm like okay this person needs major 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 nervous system tonification and buffering like that's what we have to focus on
0: that's great and can you speak a little bit to how all you know gemini and aquarius are air signs yeah
2: yeah um So, they're both air signs. (laughs) And um, if we think about how air moves in nature, um, we can't see it. It's invisible. The only way we can detect it is if it moves something else. And it typically goes up and swirls around in curly Q motions. When, (laughs) right? Yeah, so air people do the same thing. Um That's
1: great. (laughs) They
0: do the same thing. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm a little fairy flying around making curly cues and dives and Absolutely. Balling. I'm Tinkerbell. So like- you are <laughs> Tinkerbell.
1: Oh my <laughs> god, that is so funny. <laughs> well, that explains it right there. She well, cuz Tinkerbell's kind
0: of and she's sassy and she's like flitters around. Mm-hmm. That's.
2: Probably
1: I'm sure you do?
0: Maybe, <laughs> I don't know.
2: So like the oh my opposite God. element of air in this system is earth. So Renee's medicine is earth medicine. Like that's what we would need to bring in primarily grounding, which you do all the time. Yes. Yes. I try to do that all the time. And that's
0: why I started doing ceramics this summer. And, uh-huh. it's, you that's know.
2: wonderful I mean, earth medicine. I love that so much. And that's Gemini because you're using your hands.
1: Ah. Uh. See? Oh, that's so good! That Your instincts so good. are spot on. Thanks. <laughs> it did
0: feel. It was really one of the first times I was completely out of my head and in my body in a long time. Just oh, really focusing what I was go. doing.
2: Way to go! Way to go!
0: I know I need to do it more, but it was like so healing for me this summer. It was really great. I loved it. That's
2: awesome. That's awesome. Thank you.
0: That's great. Okay. I love that. That's so helpful. Do you feel like there's anything else? I mean, there's
2: so much. Um, so, but if do you have a specific question that you're curious about? Um, not to put you on the spot, but
1: not
0: totally. I'm kind. I mean, I don't know. You can't. Well, because from my natal, okay. I'm thinking. I've been working through some like sacral stuff, like in my oh, sacral. Thank you for a that. And I love that my hips, especially like the right side. I yeah. usually sleep like in the fetal position in six weeks. I'll wake up and I'm like on my tummy and my sacrum's totally twisted with like my, it's just, I know I'm like, I'm clearing something in my face. Like my body wants to unwind that pattern. And I'm just like, what's going on with my sacrum?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one and thing not- I neglected to say that is really important, like Medical Astrology 101 for everybody listening The zodiac signs, so Aries, Gemini, Taurus, all that, they rule body parts. And what the planets do is they move through the body parts and they make changes. So they create heat, they create cold, they create... um, you know, they're forces that do stuff in the body. Okay. So Renee, if you look at your birth chart, it's the same exact aspect we were just talking about with your self-care and listening to your body signals. So there's Mm -hmm. that big line in the middle between your moon and Mm -hmm. there's Uranus on the other side. And there's also another planet called Saturn on the other side.
0: Yep. I see
2: it. You see that. Well, before we talk about what that means, uh, The sign that all those planets are in is called Sagittarius and Sagittarius rules the sacrum, the cauda equina, the sciatic nerve, uh, the, like the quads, the butt, the hips, the pelvis, both all the flesh and the bones right there. Um, oh my
0: gosh. And I have so many signs or, um, planets in Sag. Yeah.
2: So even if we don't even like, who cares what they mean? What this says to me is like you process a lot of stuff through your hips, glutes, legs, and uh, sacrum, period. wow. (laughs) And if we want to add another layer on it, it's in, and this is a little advanced. So sorry guys, if you're new, this is the seventh house Renee, which is relationships and how other people perceive you and how you perceive other people. So, uh, you know, that's going to reflect in the body in that area, that type of stress.
0: That's so cool. Wow. And that makes much, so much sense to me. And I'm because I'm in that place in my life. And I do have a lot of energy in that house. I mean, I'm looking at it right yeah, now. And it makes- you
1: do. You do. Oh, cool.
2: So let me just tell you what those little planets do to Sagittarius. So um, there's also Mars there. You know, um, And Mars is heat. And Mars is a lovely planet that gives us drive and energy. But if we have too much Mars or if it gets activated in a weird way, that's inflammation in the body, right? So um, you do have an imprint for inflammation in that area of the body. And then up next to it is Saturn. And Saturn and Mars are complete opposites. What Saturn does is it's cold and it constricts parts of the body. So you have this interesting pattern of both constricting restricted chi flow and inflammatory processes going on in the same area. Um, yeah. So does that make sense to you?
0: Yes, 100%. Is my Mars in the sixth house
2: or the seventh? So I use a different house system than maybe what you're seeing, but in my house system, it's in the seventh house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I'm usually not at a loss for words.
0: You guys know me. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say, but I'm just like processing. So like from a
2: wellness perspective, like that's just the part of your body that you're always going to want to take extra care of because it's not just that part of your body that you're caring for. You're caring for your moon on the other side of that aspect, which is your entire emotional well-being, the way you move through the world, your energetic ebb and flow. So it's a big deal to care for your Sagittarius body.
0: Oh, and I love that. Mm-hmm. And what would a Sagittarius body look like? Is that a thing too?
2: Yeah, you don't look like a Sagittarius. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah,
2: so usually we look like our rising sign. Um, so I'm very, yeah, and I look very much like Yeah, you do, you do. Yeah, you, do. Yeah. Yeah. you look okay. like an air body. We, yeah, you're you're very mm-hmm. thin and slight and um, buoyant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what an air body looks like. Typically,
0: mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Can you go? But okay, thank you so much for doing it. Before we jump to Amy's, can you share what each element or um you know type body would look like? Like air, earth, fire.
2: Yeah, water. that's gets a little bit tricky because um, um, there's actually multiple manifestations. But we can play stereotypes if you want to play stereotypes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All with the green salt people. Okay. Because we're
0: more than just you know our
2: Yeah, totally. So air bodies, if again, like we think about air moving up. uh, So it stretches the humors of the body up uh, or long ways. So typically air bodies are tall. And if they're not tall, they carry themselves as tall. And they're rather thin, usually, but sometimes um, (laughs) air, it's like a hot air balloon. Okay. So sometimes air can, (laughs) can expand. Yeah. So it really depends on the planetary placements and stuff. Um, from a very broad perspective, fire bodies are typically what we would consider a basic mesomorph in our culture. So, um, easier to build muscle. They're not super tall or super short. They're kind of average. And, uh, water bodies tend to hold a little bit more flesh than other elements and they also tend to be darker complected like their hair tends to be darker Mm -hmm. etc um but that again just generalization and then the last one is earth and earth tends to be like if you think about earth being the densest element in this system um it does tend to be more of our uh endomorph toward sort of body type, but also just very, very strong and solid. So whereas earth is more fleshy and soft, or sorry, water is more fleshy and soft, earth is a little bit more dense. And so this body um, is prone to pain and uh, stagnation
1: in a different way. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, love
2: it. But again, grain of salt, people. That was just yeah. right because
0: you the other planets impacting oh, yeah. everything in sun. yeah totally mm-hmm. okay can we do amy now of course. oh my goodness scared. no it's so <laughs> good
1: it's, <laughs> no it's so okay tell me all about it let's tell just,
2: us that let's just do the basics amy let's just do your big three our sun moon and rising sun and so like the body right. systems that are really important and you can tell us if you feel comfortable if those have been important in your life or not okay um, okay, so your you're Capricorn Sun, which you probably knew that. Uh, yeah. Capricorn is an Earth sign. And what I love about Capricorn is it tells things no, it's really good at creating a nice boundary in the body so like our skin is our first line of defense this is ruled by Capricorn and I find this extremely fascinating for you particularly because this Mm -hmm. is in your 10th house of career and a huge part of your career is around
1: collagen yep oh my gosh that's amazing and I
2: actually consider Capricorn to rule collagen so um
1: I am the queen of collagen yes you are (laughs)
2: yes you are um it's like right it's also on this thing we call the midheaven which is the exact like pinpoint of your career it's on your son is on that so i see lots of success in in that area so keep going (laughs) so beyond the skin I just had to say that as an aside when I saw it Uh, we have all of the hardware of the body belongs to Capricorn so the bones the teeth and I also like to incorporate as far as boundaries like the gut lining to be part of this system does any of that ring true to you beyond collagen
1: It totally does. Because if I had to sit and think about my, I, I've been very lucky to be pretty healthy since I kind of went through my younger years and recovered from allergies and anxiety and everything. Right. But I've always been prone and still am to like neck and shoulder pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also prone, probably like my gut feels at first if I'm nervous or mm-hmm. if I ate something wrong. It's the, it's such, it's I've had some skin stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had, Bouts of rosacea and derm and acne and stuff mm-hmm. on my face. Mm-hmm. So I those were my challenges in my adult life mm-hmm. that I've managed pretty well with naturopathic medicine, but nonetheless, I can tell they're my challenged areas. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, and it, that's mm-hmm. the beauty of astrology is like, we know that those are our challenge areas. And so as we age, we just pay more attention to those areas <laughs> of the body. And um, I love that you've built a whole career around supporting your Capricorn body. <laughs>
1: awesome my partners will be very relieved yeah you guys are good you guys are good
2: um yeah and so I don't know if you knew if you know your moon sign but you're a Virgo
1: moon did you know that oh my gosh is this why I'm a little anal I knew that (laughs) I knew you were Virgo yeah yeah Oh, well, tell me about
2: that. So Virgo is another earth sign, and earth is very practical. It likes to know what's what. I'm a Virgo sun, so I'm not hating on you. So I love Virgo, Virgo <laughs> rules everything in the center of the body, starting from the pancreas. So pancreas, liver, small intestine, gut-brain connection, super mm-hmm. important to Virgo. So the fact that you said, and the moon is our emotional body, you said, when I'm stressed or I have an emotional something going on, I feel it first in my stomach.
1: That's a really, really?
2: classic Virgo moon thing to say.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's
2: great. Yeah, your moon seems to be like really well-aspected, so there's nothing really glaring going on there that makes me concerned, which is really nice because sometimes Virgo moons have really bad digestive stories. So, yeah. sounds like you've taken care of yourself, um, your Virgo moon.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, my antenna than my problem. What was that? It's more like an antenna to me than my problem, like it's yeah. something that something's off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's something that <clears throat> I haven't had like problems with. Oh, you know, awesome. that's, you know sensitive to it for sure. Yeah,
2: and that's a healthy Virgo. Virgos, listen up. That's what you should do. You listen to your gut as like it gives you special information. Like, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's.
2: Awesome. Um, and then you're in Aries rising.
1: <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> ah, yeah Yeah, back
2: down. <laughs> do you do you know anything about Aries? Yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> Queen Bee.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Aries is a fire sign. And not only that, it's the beginning of the zodiac. So it carries this initiation like energy of like, bam! And then there was light. <laughs> okay. Um, when I think about it in nature, I think of Aries as a lightning bolt. Okay. So it is really powerful. It's really forceful. It's really magnetic. And it can crash really fast. So, um, with Aries people, especially risings, I just want to make sure they don't take on too much too quickly because they do have a really high capacity, but they can also, it helps rule the HPA axis. So they can really run themselves into the ground if they're not careful.
1: Oh my goodness. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And that's why I have the capacity to say, no, that's my Capricorn yeah. part. part. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause I, I, I do get approached to do a lot of things and I do have to say no a lot. And Mm -hmm. now I see, I feel even less, the more we talk, the less guilt I feel in my life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that commission to be you.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so from a physical standpoint, Aries rules, the head, brain, and the eyes. And as doctors, you know, that that is not a simple thing. (laughs) to rule The whole entire brain. So, um, if there were certain things in the chart, you know, Aries people can be prone to anything from just regular tension headaches to migraines. Um, and they can be a little accident prone sometimes too. Um,
1: yeah. My eyes bother me. My eyes are super sensitive. Okay. So you, my Aries, like, like tell me a little bit about that. Cause my eyes have been inflamed a little bit and super sensitive. Yeah, totally. So reel back and like, what was that last question? is kind of like needing to reel back in my life and get grounded or yeah, that's, what
2: that's good. So Renee, I don't know if you have the her chart open for her. Um, but if you do, there's a little something special on her rising sign called Saturn. And um, this is why you're really good at saying no to opportunities that don't align with you. So we're re- we really love Saturn. Saturn is our friend, but Saturn also fatigues things and makes things weak, and also mm-hmm. sensitizes things. And so, if Aries rules the eyes, and you have Saturn there, uh, one very like possible way you would feel fatigue or overstrain or overtax, or maybe you should have said no to something, uh, is your mm-hmm. eyes are going to feel sensitized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also
0: just like my first thought was in Chinese medicine because the liver opens up to the eyes. Mm-hmm. And if you're you're not in liver is very in gallbladder, very much about decision making and saying no and saying yes, when you mm-hmm. can, can you, when you are able to contain that energy, you know, like being true to that. So that also makes sense, you know, being possibly resentful or angry or irritated because you're giving your energy when you didn't have the capacity to, and it's coming out in your eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that totally makes sense why my eyes inflamed last week. There you go. Mm-hmm. You just back from a huge trip. I know, but I was so asked much- to do something I should have said no to, and I yeah. said yes to, and I'm not happy in any way, but yep. it, my eyes inflamed last week. Yeah. There you go. There. And This
2: is a little kind of advanced, but you know how we had a Libra new moon last week? Okay. Yes. And we have a lot of planets today moving through Libra. Well, signs work in pairs. They're like 180 degrees across from each other. And Aries is paired with Libra. So when we have things moving through Libra, it's going to reflex into the Aries body. So I'm actually not at all surprised that you're having this inflammatory response in your eyes because Mars is moving through and uh, the sun is moving through and there's just a lot of energy being streamed into your Aries rising right now.
1: Wow. That's so cool. Very cool mm-hmm haven' it be yeah when are my eyes gonna be better <laughs> when do you say no more <laughs>
0: no 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 yeah no what do you think Claire
2: so that's tricky um I feel like when did it start or has
1: it always been um I've always had excuse me I've always had sensitive eyes that and and honestly I've had it so long I don't think about it that's yeah. why I had to really so yeah, popped into my head. So the inner corners of my eyes and there's certain remedies or homeopathics that yeah. will help. Yeah. They're always feeling like they're on fire. Mm-hmm. But it's the last few years, which, you know, there's been a lot going on for me professionally in the last few years, mm-hmm. like this trajectory that I would have never anticipated, they've been bothering me more. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's not just the usual, oh, you know, my eyes are tired or whatever. It's like, you know, it's just more than what I would have expected. You know yeah, what I mean? More information than you would expect.
2: Yeah. And what's so, really interesting is your language is that they feel on fire, which is really what you would mm-hmm. say with mm-hmm. this happening in Aries. They're on fire. And also, um, not to get too jargony, but there's a conversation happening between your eyes and what we just talked about with your son and the career around collagen and the skin tea and all that. There's a direct... Uh, aspect it's called a square which is tense and it requires action so if your eyes are hurting to me what that's saying is there is a career something that is requiring action and it's usually going to require a no or a rearranging or a boundary of some type oh interesting okay yeah so that's a little insight for you and then as far as like the next month I feel like I'm looking at my calendar right now um, boop, 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 boop. I feel like it will subside by, um, like it should be subsiding now. Is it not subsiding now?
1: They're better today. They've yeah. been better the last few days. Yeah.
2: yeah. It should get better for a few days. And then you might expect like a little reprise at the very end of October around Halloween. So just, Ooh. just like, just have your self-care on point, you know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> They'll fit in with Halloween yeah. Red spooky. Thing. Yeah. Thank you. That's really cool. Isn't she made, oh my gosh. This is so much fun and useful. Yes, okay. because it's tangible information. Oh Claire, you're the best. Oh, well, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. No, we're just yeah, we're so um happy to have you on and you're just mm-hmm. such a wealth of knowledge and beauty in this world and we just love you mm-hmm. and so I'm mm-hmm. so
1: grateful for you, you what's too. next on your plate Claire like to tell do you have any projects happening
2: or anything you want to talk about? Yeah. So um the best way for people I'm always changing my mind. This is I was born with Uranus on the ascendant, so I'm always changing my freaking mind. It's
0: okay. There
1: you <laughs> go. So
2: um people it's best to follow my changing mind on Instagram at the Body Astrologer. So all of my projects I kind of I'm kind of crazy on Instagram stories. So if you want to know what's up with me, watch those. Um I have a podcast of my own, and that's kind of a big focus. One of the newest projects I'm doing on there is creating a new series where I'm bringing a guest on and reading their chart from a physical perspective. We're doing case studies. So that's really fascinating.
0: Oh, I'm so glad we're doing that because you really shine there. Thank you. I don't know if you realize that. Oh, you're welcome. You really do shine when it comes to reading charts. I know it, it takes so much energy and it's because you have, I mean, because you're just so, you go so deep, but it's really a gift you have. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Um,
2: yeah. The other projects I have going on, oh, I always have my astrological and lunar-based fitness system going on. That's called Moon RX. You can find it at moonrx.com. Um, I'm a strength and conditioning specialist, and it's just a really fantastic program that goes along with the solar and the lunar cycles. Um, for anybody, it's not just for women, it's for everyone. And, yeah. um, I'm also writing a book, but that's like, hush, hush, but why not say it? Why not?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, that's exciting. Yeah.
2: So proud of you. It's about yeah. this stuff. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> and when can we kind of expect to see it out in the universe? Oh boy.
2: That's a great question. Uh So the contract, (laughs) the contract says, uh, so my manuscript is due in May, and then they have a year to get it on the shelves after that. So it might not be until 2021 for sure. So we'll see. It's a long haul.
0: It's, I'm so, we're so proud of you. Thank you. So exciting. So yes, everybody, please follow at the body astrologer and listen to her fabulous podcast and she also has a patreon account if you want you know to go deeper into her brain oh and- i forgot about
2: that thanks renee
0: <laughs> <laughs> no big deal just your pr manager over here <laughs> so I just know all the things about you because yeah. we talked it's like, yeah, she's doing this, she's doing this. Yeah. Can you, can you share a little bit about your Patreon account?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that's how I keep the podcast going, actually. Um. So you can listen to me on iTunes, but every other episode is for patrons only. So you get a secret feed if you want to hear all the episodes. And I save my best content for my patron subscribers. And then I just opened a new tier in celebration of reaching a certain amount of subscribers. And um, that new tier uh, can put their name in the hat to get their chart read for free on the podcast. Or not for free, but for, you know, seven bucks, whatever they pay every month. Um, so the case study so that's what's going on with patreon and sometimes I'll drop in some videos or some worksheets because um, I'm a Virgo <laughs> so <laughs> gotta have some <laughs> nothing like some worksheets <laughs> oh
0: that's so good that's Awesome. well yeah. oh you're just the best forever and we love you that's and great. are so happy to have you as our very first guest and we want to have you on many more times in the future oh, yeah. and
2: We love you. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, it's been awesome. And um, if you guys have any questions for Claire or for us, you know, be sure to comment on our most recent Instagram posts and follow Claire and make sure to, um, you know, subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes so we can keep doing this because we love it so much. And we just want to serve you guys and help you feel your best in your life. Um, And we hope you have a beautiful day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Natural Radio for more tips and tricks on how to live your healthiest life. This podcast is sponsored by Real Beauty Food, Inc., makers of skin Tea.